1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode, episode of Al Tuma's Tumor Town. I'm your host, Al Tuma. What's the date? It's September 23rd, 22nd? 22nd. 22nd. 2020 is hauling ass. Mm-hmm. Leaving destruction in this wake, this whole year. It's been like a motherfucking hurricane, a tornado. It's...
0: It hasn't been good to anyone. It really hasn't.
1: It's been good to me because I'm still breathing, but it's (laughs) damn good. I'm trying to get out of this motherfucker. And then people say, well, I can't, 2020 is a bad motherfucking year. I can't wait till this year over. Motherfucker, maybe this is the beginning.
0: The fuck make you think 2021 ain't gonna be worse? But 2020 has been really difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. If we survive 2020, we'll enjoy
1: 2021. I don't know, Some horrible things have happened this year. 2021 might bring some stronger motherfucking bullshit. But hey, each person can only live their motherfucking life. That's true. Do what they got to do until it's time for you to naturally check out. That's all I got to say on that chat. Anyway, man, I think y'all forgot them being here tonight. Um, I have a good show put for, put together for you tonight. I have a very good friend down here who we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. But a powerful sister in the industry of music. Also a political activist and does whatever she can for her people. We have strong sisters like this in the community and it's an honor for me to have her down here. But before, i boy, to say hello to everybody like that That's the boss back there of everything. I need another mask, too, man. What it? They're
0: $10 now. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: all right. <laughs> what give, up, everybody? I'll give you $10, and I'll expect five of them. <laughs> That's the boss back there, folks keep telling them we, we need to do a show up in the desert and be in there and just blow everybody out of the goddamn water. So, you know, we're trying to work on that. You know, pull it as an owl, Mars Media, blowing motherfuckers away. Be glad when you agree to that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing I want to talk about tonight is... um. Sports teams that should be motherfucking destroyed, that you, you know, teams like the L.A. Clippers and the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm, I I'm—I rarely talk about sports up here on this show, but when I look at somebody like these teams, man, and the Atlanta Falcons, they're there, that's where I'm from in Georgia, man, but these motherfuckers know how to fuck up in goddamn grand fashion. <laughs> Brand new ways of losing the game. The Atlanta Falcons on Sunday lost the football game, that they scored 39 points in. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't get sacked. They did everything the right way, and the other team, the Dallas Cowboys, turned the ball over four times and still beat they motherfucking ass. History—it was the last goddamn eighty-seven years that said that any team that scored at least thirty-nine motherfucking points and then turned the ball over was four hundred and forty and motherfucking old. These motherfuckers lost the first goddamn game, was scoring thirty-nine points, not turning the ball over, and getting their motherfucking ass kicked. The same motherfucking goddamn team that blew the Super Bowl league. Of goddamn twenty-eight to three, certain teams, like I say, need to be destroyed. Just they—they're they, just cursed. The Falcons are one of them. The Clippers. Three-one lead. Y'all blew that. Three motherfucking one lead, and the Clippers blew that. And they want to try to compete with the Lakers around here. Even when the Lakers, uh, we got some relevance going on right now. But the motherfucking Clippers, man, this was the year that we were supposed to have the whole, you know, the 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 the, the, the playoff between the two LA teams, the hallway series that should have been at the Staples Center. But you motherfuckers! Load that even in Orlando with some bombs. I mean, the Clippers is another motherfucking team, ladies and gentlemen, that need to be destroyed. And what is they mascot anyway? What is a a clipper? I know of clippers that you know a knife,
0: hair clippers, hair
1: clippers. Some Clippers, like little goddamn smoke sardines, those type of, those are Clippers. Hedge Clippers. Hedge Clippers. Uh-huh. Who would name a motherfucking team after that? So for all you Clipper fans out there, feel because I like this any team from LA, if the Clippers, like I say, you let me goddamn down. I'm a motherfucking LA. I love whatever team, whatever city I'm living in, that's the team I goddamn pull for. So... I wish you motherfuckers would get y'all shit together and start helping the rest of the L.A. out and start winning some goddamn championships sometimes and just stop folding or just change your motherfucking name to, <laughs> to the, I don't know, you, the blood, the L.A. blood. Let's get us a team. See, cause Blake, we don't have a black mascot and that's one thing I always felt that was insulting us you know, everybody has a mascot. I mean, animals. I That's mean, true. cowboys and Indians, and you got birds, falcons, and all this type of shit, seahawks. I mean, even goddamn college seamen have devils, sun devils, the blue devils. But there's not one mascot that represents black people, African Americans.
0: You're right about that. <laughs>
1: So why can't we even be, we, we ain't even good enough to be a mascot. And I wish the goddamn mascot would be the niggas. I mean, I really wish they could name some sports teams like that and just let that be all all-black team, L.A. niggas against every goddamn body, the niggas. It would be wonderful. Anyway, I know I went off on a tandem there, ladies and gentlemen, but that's the way I felt about that. We will intertwine this later on, but I got to get my guest in here because I ain't got but an hour and I want her a goddamn interesting point of view on everything that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Miss Robin Dixon is a producer in the music industry. She's also a real estate baron. I'll let her goddamn introduce accurately of all the goddamn (laughs) multiple things that she do as a black woman, but she is definitely... You know, one of those that people should goddamn fucking listen to. And, you know, young ladies, pride yourself in trying to be what this young lady here has to say because she'll lead you in the right direction.
0: Well, thank you very much, Al. I appreciate that. You know, um, yes, I was in the music business for quite some time. But I think that there's a story prior to the music business because most people think that the music business is all glitz and glamour. Yeah. you know if they could just get a cd in their hand it's not cds anymore but a good download and they take it to a station and you know they're one hit wonder you know and maybe that was the way it was 40 50 years ago you know and maybe there's a window of opportunity that still exists for some people that are just that good but it wasn't that you know when i was a little girl i dreamt about moving to california and being in the entertainment business and how I was gonna be a superstar, you know? <laughs> and I jumped in my little Toyota and came out here to California and found out that they begged to differ, you know? Ooh. And uh, it's a battle. <laughs> you can end up sleeping on Santa Monica Beach you can end up eating out the back of your trunk and washing your behind at the Chevron gas station before you even talk to somebody in the music business, you know. So if you're not coming with your own God-given talent, you know, you're not a musician, a true musician, and not just an auto box, you know, it can be pretty difficult.
1: Well, I would say that anybody coming to L.A. today that's coming out here chasing fame, and you really don't have to do that today with the way the world is, the -hmm. way technology is. Right. If you just flock into L.A. to be a star, coming out here with nothing but talent, and you coming with suffering from bronchitis, Mm -hmm. I mean, before you come to this motherfucker, make sure you have some shit stacked up. That is correct. Because this... It's one of the most expensive motherfucking cities in the world for motherfuckers to be in. So you go come out here on a whim and get I got the talent to do that, but I ain't got nothing goddamn saved up. I'm telling you don't do that.
0: You're absolutely right. Um when I came out here and this is many moons ago and I you know, without telling my age, you know, when I came out here I, I got an opportunity to uh assist with programming the music for KJLH at that time. They used to say kindness, joy, love, and happiness. And if anybody knows, yeah. that's Stevie Wonder station. And mm-hmm. I had an opportunity under um, the guidance of Jim Maddox, who uh, taught me about programming the music. And he hired me because I was different. I grew up in a city where there was only one black radio station. That was W-I-L-D. And it came on at sunrise, and it went off at sunset. And after that, you listened to pop, rock, and country. You know, mm. but and, and the benefit of it is that my ear became very diverse, and I think that's what helped me when Jim hired me to mm. help program the music for the station. Mm. You know.
1: Well, that's good, babe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you had, like, like I said, multiple things. You've, um, like I say, vacillated, beautiful in it.
0: Yeah, you know, um, one opportunity led to another. Um, I was given an opportunity by a gentleman who's a vet in the business, a minister at First AME Church now in Los Angeles, Walt Baby Love. He was Mr. Armed Forces Radio Network, and he did the countdown and gospel tracks, you know. Yeah. And um, I was one of the people that was his assistant editor when he worked for a trade publication and uh, I'll say Billboard was our competition. And um, he uh, talked and spoke to Urban Radio. Mm. You know, um, we helped push those records to number one with uh, the word. Sometimes it wasn't just a promoter's hands. It was the word mm. about an artist, you know, about that radio station, about that program director that helped push those records to number one. So I was very thankful and grateful that he hired me It Hope. Broaden my world and help me understand the entertainment business from being on the record side, being in publicity, and coming from radio.
1: Yeah, and the bu- publicity side, mm-hmm. that's really the marketing. Is, the uh, marketing, the
0: yes, and the advertising, uh. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, then moving on to promotions. Uh, the meat of the matter for an artist, and there's nothing like having a great promoter that can push your record to number one, and I was fortunate. Enough to work with artists like Arrest and Development, uh, Gangstar, mm. DJ Premier, Guru, God Rest His Soul, another brother from Boston, where I'm from.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: uh, so. Muhammad Ali's daughter, a lot of people don't know, um, Miriam Ali. Uh, her name was Maymay Ali as a rapper. Yeah. You know, she was amazing. Uh, Colonel Abrams, mm. you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Several artists, you know, and. It was just a really really good experience being out there with them you know at that time we didn't have all of this internet and downloading when musicians were musicians and there was artist development and record labels sat together and you know they 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 put together marketing schemes for their artists Mm -hmm. you know all together you know they would work on an artist they didn't just throw a new artist out there. They actually worked on their clothing, their hair, their everything. Now, these artists basically do it themselves.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, that's pretty much, that's, that's that's basically where it's going because with this bullshit that's happening now, with this virus shut down, man, that then fucked up. I mean, the artists that travel to entertain, to make money, Pretty busy. You motherfuckers are workers.
0: The COVID has been devastating to the entertainment business. <laughs> devastating. Yeah. And as we spoke to when we were off air, you know, for some of those artists that weren't doing as well as most people thought they were doing, you know, people see the videos and they don't know that those are leased cars. Those are rented homes, you know. Um, some of these people live in apartments in the Valley, you know, Um and when this COVID hit, you don't have royalties or residuals or something coming in. You're on the unemployment line too as an independent contractor.
1: That's one thing we gonna damn sure talk a bit about tonight, man. And that's when you it's it's interesting when you say, uh, say like most of shit, you know, that motherfuckers are losing shit that they never owned in the first place.
0: They never owned it in the first place. It was all a good front. It looks good on video. It Mm. looks good in um. TikTok and Instagram shots, no. you know, but the name and ownership is by somebody else. So,
1: Always.
0: So yeah, there are a lot of things that you know the entertainment business taught me, as a person, you know, mm. as a woman, and um, it also me it made me appreciate my mother's moral compass. You know, because you have to keep a moral compass if you're going to be successful in this business. Ten toes down. I think that's what Nipsey had said. You got to stay focused. You know, stay
1: focused. Mm -hmm. Try to stay balanced. And stay
0: balanced. Yeah, yeah, and keep the riffraff from you. So yeah, I had a very extensive career um, in the business. I thank everybody that was there because they supported me, even when I had children and most people didn't have children. In the business, it's hard for families in the business. You know, it's not always popular to have children in the business. You know,
1: exactly.
0: Because you're a husband once you have kids. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I was glad that I was supported by a lot of industry vets in the business as well.
1: Okay. Now I know you said you had uh, a, a few things you wanted to really get off your chest. there I see that on the, on, the, on the paper? Oh, there?
0: I do have some things I want to get off my chest. Uh, let's start with registering to vote. No, it no. is the most important election of our lives. When they say vote like it depends on it, well, guess what? Twenty twenty has shown you that we must vote like it like our health depends on it. Literally, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people feel I've sat in rooms at home with some of my son's friends, and they ah, my vote doesn't mean anything. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. Well, you know what? There are people that died for the right for us to vote, you know? There are people that were locked up because they fought for the right for us to vote. And for us to sit on our behinds and allow this election to go without participating I would be turning over in my grave if I was one of my ancestors. You know? Well,
1: it's definitely going to be a defining moment, this election, um, no matter what happens, Because if we all turn out and vote just to get this man every... I'm telling you, if this man wins this time...
0: Well, they were passive in 2016. Well, there you will know, be no
1: passiveness. To... We were to find out exactly where the lines are drawn.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, how can you vote for a man that sat on a secret, that, some, that was so detrimental to 200,000 Americans that are now dead? How could you reelect that same man? That is just not logical, you know?
1: I don't want to be left on November the 5th asking that question after he's won again.
0: Exactly. And after he plans on winning again and having another four years after this. He wants eight years. All it took was him three and a half years to take our breath away.
1: If they elected this time, (laughs) they ain't going to be no more elections.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, and between him and... Mike Pence and uh, Mitch McConnell.
1: I mean, and that's not really funny, but you know, I mean, okay, we are really, you know, going with Biden. I mean, it's it's a, it's a hell of a goddamn choice to, to 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 make between what you got between these two motherfuckers, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. It ain't even a third. It should be a third box to say neither one of these motherfuckers.
0: Exactly. He wasn't my choice, not yeah. Biden, but I am a Democrat. I'm a blue dog Democrat, and I will yeah. support the party.
1: But if they could have just put that box on there under both of them motherfuckers' names, neither one of these motherfuckers.
0: Neither one of them.
1: Let's see how many motherfuckers hit the box to say neither one of these motherfuckers. Exactly. And then we could goddamn fucking pick somebody that we really Then we, we would really be able
0: have. to pick somebody, but that's not the pick case. Picking
1: between two types of shit, diarrhea, yeah. and constipation.
0: Bad and bad, yeah, it's basically, is what we have. So, yeah, this is the most important election that we have of our lifetimes. If you don't want to be stuck in the house, if you don't want to have to wear a respirator, if you want to see your family, I believe that one out of ten people that you know, that you see every day, will not make it to December.
1: Is that, yeah, it's including me and you, whatever. I'm telling you, man, this is it's crazy.
0: Oh yeah, we've had a little gift with uh, weather that's about 150 degrees here in LA. <laughs> you know, more specifically between 115 I, I and 117. I talked to people
1: by the earlier. Earlier, mm-hmm. I talked about that it was on another show with one of my friends, and I was trying to tell them, man. They talk about global warming. It, it's it's talk It ain't. It is nothing we can do about it as humans. It's it's it's, it's a little bit closer to that sun.
0: Well, the, the sun has helped us with the COVID. Because you're talking about moisture droplets in the air. Yeah. And when you have 117 degrees and you can fry an egg on the sidewalk, yeah, okay, that shit. right there dissipates all of those droplets. Mm. But I'm here to say that when the wintertime, when the moisture, you know, when that precipitation kicks back in, that cold weather, mm. those droplets are going to be there. And for those that have become lax and not wearing their mask and not wearing their shield and haven't had the flu shot, and still uh, were waiting on a vaccine, their life is in danger.
1: Well, now, that's another line that's gonna be drawn. Because, to to, you know, for those who say, there are some people, I understand what you say on that, but you're basically saying that people should take these vaccines when they come up with them. And a lot of people don't feel that way.
0: Well, you know, for there are some people that have underlining conditions. You know. Okay, and, we can and, understand. And for some, from those that have underlining conditions, you're either going to take the vaccine or you're going to be stuck in the house forever. Personally, I don't have an underlining condition. I don't want the vaccine. That's way we feel. you explained
1: it perfectly, yes. If you don't have an underlying condition, you shouldn't have to take this yet. No. But if you do, all right, that it should be defined like
0: that. But people that work in government. You know, people that work in the city and uh, uh, LAX and things of like that, I believe that they're going to make it mandatory because they deal with the general public on the masses. I think that that's what they're going to do, and I think that's where they're going with it. Will people be able to say no? Will there be an opt out? You know, I don't know how, what condition that will be. Yeah,
1: well, something is definitely, you know, some people go it the pandemic, some people say, let a me pandemic. say this
0: to you. Um, I would say December, January, I believe the co like, well, he admitted it, he knew about the COVID in January, but I think they knew about the COVID as far back as November. And let me tell you why. Okay. Because there were people that were sick and in January and December, they didn't know why they were sick. When I was in a lift vehicle, I saw people of Asian descent. They were already wearing the mask last October. Mm. As early as last October. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? So, the bottom line is, is that people cannot become lax. They cannot become uh, tired. You know, because some people, I've, got, I've gotten that way too. Where I just said, you know what? I don't even want to wear the damn mask. You know, I just <clears> don't want <throat> to wear it. But it's those moments is where we should put it on. Well,
1: I mean, I guess you have to be smart about it. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm see, you know, I wear the motherfuckers when I'm amongst a bunch of people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm not riding in my car by myself with one on. <laughs> I'm not gonna be at the house by myself with this motherfucker on.
0: That cracks me up too, Al. It really does. The and they said Joe the Biden
1: said he's gonna pass the law motherfucker when well, you got to wear the motherfucker, man, it's even you by yourself. No, I don't agree with that. I mean, you well, know, I'm saying with, with 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 you have to monitor your own goddamn body, man. You see, breathing is like eating a lot in a, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. if not exactly. Mm-hmm. When you eat something, man, you try to eat the healthiest shit, but even if it's fucked up shit, your body is gonna digest, for the most part, with nutrient with the best part of the food that's nutrient to you. Mm-hmm. The poison is gonna kick out. It's gonna get that out. It's gonna urinate that out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Breathing is the same motherfucking way. We breathe in oxygen, but we're supposed to breathe out carbon dioxide. We breathe out poison. So I mean, you might be protecting yourself, mother. If the, if life is that bad, where I hey, right, I'm gonna suffocate myself from my own motherfucking germs. This is what people are saying when the winter rolls around, people who have been wearing these masks and ain't monitored it, their immune system might have been weakened if they ain't been taking their vitamins and putting the right shit in their body.
0: That's very true.
1: Because when the winter rolls around, and you just been wearing these motherfuckers.
0: So which one do you think is better, mask or shield?
1: I think it's time for motherfuckers to start walking around here with oxygen tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about no fabric to put on my face. If this ass, this motherfucking, if it's that that dangerous, this time for us to start having, you know, this full goddamn oxygen taking on our bodies, you know, that real goddamn oxygen. And, And it is messed up. Even with these fires, man, I've seen fires out here for years, and this one was just different with the ash. Did you see the amount of ash that was oh, on the cars? the soot
0: that was coming down uh, on hundred miles people?
1: away from where the shit was.
0: It was incredible, the soot that was coming down there and the um, you know, you think about people in the inland valleys, you know Palmdale, Lancaster, all of them, you know, the fire is still approaching them, you know and yeah. I think it's global warming me and my suspect mind, sometimes I think other people start fires you know right. for funding i would like to believe that that's not the case but um we'll leave it to global warming that's so, what okay
1: when you say global warming mm-hmm. i didn't was it wasn't even intended to go that way but when you talk about global warming mm-hmm. i mean exactly what is that is that a natural order of thing? things that that happens that this planet does or it, it, it's all it really something that we really believe that mankind does that is making it the planet do i that.
0: believe that man has created its own cesspool i think that we had an opportunity so, when we were shut down let me just say this when we were shut down the world shut down for the coronavirus mm-hmm. that was the cleanest air that we had had in years because nobody was driving. The factories were closed. They weren't putting out all of the pollutants, you know. The smokestacks weren't working. You know, the cars weren't emitting pollution, right. you know. So yeah. the carbon dioxides and all of that. That was the most clean air we had. People were walking. They were cycling, you know. And as soon as the big boys said, it's time to go back to work and get this money, our air became full of soot. <sighs>
1: That's a grim-ass reality, Rob. It really <laughs> is. <laughs> it's, uh, that's the type of shit they got their playing with it. Yes. So, um, as far as this election go, it's, um, of course... Oh, hell, we must get Trump out, out of all goddamn gone. We got to get Trump
0: gone by all means necessary. We got to get Mitch McConnell out of there by all means necessary. He's the most dangerous man in America. I think he's more dangerous than Trump and Mike Pence put together. You know, you think about Mitch McConnell. He is rushing to put forth a nominee. Mm. What's her name, Amy? I don't know her last name. Uh, to take oh, over yeah.
1: for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, Amy, you know, I think, Bennett, uh, Amy Corbin Bennett, or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Chief Justice hasn't been cold in her grave, what, three, four days? And they're already pushing to get a nominee in her place. And you know why they're doing that? Because for the election, they want to get rid of Roe versus Wade, abortion rights. They want to get, away, get rid of the Affordable Care Act, just because it has Obama's name on it. Because it was written by him, and we definitely need that for all the people that have pre-existing conditions. You know, um, there's one more thing that they want to get rid of it for uh, the voting rights, Voting Rights Act. You know, that shouldn't even be a debate. That shouldn't even be an issue. But those are the types of things that Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump and Mike Pence are working on by putting Amy in office. These are the types of things and types of rights that they want to eliminate from okay. people, period, mm. you know? Women, people of color, everybody. They have got a lot of tricks up their sleeves for the election, and Mitch McConnell is gonna pull out every single one of them.
1: So everybody must run and vote for Biden and come out. They have to, ones.
0: there's no choice. You choice. know, you can, you can vote for Trump and be sitting in a house with the coronavirus and some of your other rights be taken away, or you can vote for Biden. Because I tell you what, Biden may not be our choice, but guess what? He has the support of Barack Obama. And one of the things that I know is that when Barack Obama was in office, we all could still breathe without a mask. Isn't that true?
1: We could do that, babe. But, you know, he. You we know, were he,
0: fist bumping in the streets, we were eating good. Yeah. You know, we had money in our pockets. Um, there was always police brutality, but not at the level that it is right now. We got a president in office that promotes brutality throughout his followers. You know,
1: Rob. A lot of people. It 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 uh. It was pretty bad when 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 he got elected. For a lot of black people on the lower level, you see how white people that certain white people are acting now with Trump making it fashionable to do this
2: mm-hmm.
1: but do you think they weren't doing it underground when he became the first black president there oh, was some motherfuckers who couldn't stand that and they hurt whoever they the closest got them equal they could got them hurt
0: absolutely but then we got smart and we started pulling out our smartphones and we started telling all folks yeah,
1: well, he you know, was that in a way is still that, that's the last step of cow when well, he need, we need to start pulling out guns and knives on motherfuckers. At least now we put in get off of that man, stop it. You got man, that's fucked up, man. How you gonna choke that man out like that motherfucker? But,
0: but you know what push that has the done company to
1: me up off him, and I don't buy he I ain't never in no position like that, but if I ever find myself standing around, man, on some George Floyd jet. Or some of this others that I'd like to think that I'd have the guts to get all right, motherfucker, they go blow your head off, but you ain't gonna just sit here and let somebody choke a motherfucker. Oh, out. I'm not
0: gonna allow that. I would not allow that. you know who I am, I'm mother earth. And uh. there is no way that no black man, Latino man, or any human the being. A
1: motherfucker or that even I know what you're being there being choked out. I mean I'm not gonna on. allow
0: that to happen. No. I have a son. I have one son. So best believe I was out there marching and protesting and supporting them because I have one black son that has three degrees and very articulate and intelligent, and I cannot allow this to happen. But yet and then on the other side of it, though, Al, I've taught my son how to respond if a cop pulls him over. Right. You know, now we have to talk about that And everybody
1: came in. That's that's the side I was about to go to, is the side that, um, hey, man... One thing I'll say about these motherfuckers that pull these blue to me, man, is like, you know, it's um, a lot of the wrong, I mean, they, you, it's like picking on the weak. Mm-hmm. I know a whole lot of other goddamn motherfuckers. Like, niggas, whatever, that's you motherfuckers, get a gun down, but you didn't do that. And why is the police, man, what is it the biggest problem I have with police, if you want to talk about police reform, man, why don't you motherfuckers try to be, on, try to be, to prevent crime. You can't just always show up after a crime has happened trying to solve some shit. As many of you motherfuckers around, you should be able to prevent shit from happening. And that's a big problem I have with the police.
0: I, You know, I'm in total agreement, and some people may get, a little upset with me, your phones may start ringing. And yes, there's police brutality and yes, they need to do a lot of changes and more training. But I'm gonna start too, with us. We gotta clean up, we gotta clean up our own house. We got a lot of excuses, and we point the finger at a lot of people, but why don't we take that mirror and look at ourselves? Because you know what? I taught my son. You know, there's some rules that certain Mm -hmm. mothers teach their black sons Mm -hmm. and their Latino sons. That when they get pulled over, how to speak to an officer who is another human being that you don't know what he's going through in that day. You know, how to explain to him that you are reaching over into your glove compartment because anybody can have an infraction. I can have one when I leave here. But Mm -hmm. there's a certain way you talk to these people now. Excuse my French. Are there assholes on the other side who are still not receptive to that politeness, Mm -hmm. you know, for you being very articulate and 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 following their requests and their orders as they're saying them? Yes, there are cops like that that just they're just asses, Mm -hmm. period, the end. But for the ones that are not, we have to look at ourselves and say, look. You know, are we communicating properly with this officer? Um, did we know that we had an expired driver's license or a suspended driver's license? Or we had that DUI? Or we knew that taillight in the back was out for the last six months, And but we, spot, we spent money on this instead of that? We have to look at ourselves, too, well, and how we, we can we clean we're it up. we
1: still getting caught with those type of petty-ass crimes, and I have no goddamn sympathy for them at all. Um, but you know, we do have to, um, I feel where you are coming from with that, and a lot of that shit is, you know, there has to become, you know, when it comes to, um, police in the neighborhood, it's a familiar, a familiarity, you know, I don't think police should be policing neighborhoods that they are not familiar with who lives in that neighborhood.
0: Totally in agreement. Mm. Totally in agreement. That's just like, you know, as being a realtor. And they having a, an appraiser appraise a house in South Central, but he lives in Orange County. No. You know? So... Yeah, so I do understand that. That would
1: be a, a that start. Comparison. And there was one chief that pretty much had it like that, and it was cool. I forget what... I don't know which one of these motherfuckers... Are. It was the LA chief that had it somewhere like that, where your goddamn... Whatever ethnicity, your density, for the most part, in your neighborhood, those were the cops that goddamn fucking... You know, you know, they police your neighborhood.
0: hmm That's very true. That was another time. You can but then... stop
1: I mean they could basically stop the motherfuckers that's killing us in the street by not allowing white men to be police officers in our goddamn neighborhood.
0: Now that's true, but you have to think about who are the people that are applying to be police officers. Are there people coming out of our neighborhood?
1: We got, we're we so fucked up in the head, we got our kids brainwashed that the, the police is our enemy.
0: Exactly, and it's not an opportunity to go get that good salary go and get that, that benefit to know, and, and help that pension out. and yeah. help out. Yeah. So, yes, that's a good argument, but can we get some of the people from our neighborhood to apply for those positions to be detectives, you know, mm. um, to, be, to work as 911, as a good 911 caller, you know? Yeah. There's plenty of opportunities with LAPD. It is. But it really we've is. been taught that that's not the job Negative.
1: for us. Look at you taught to hate the police. It's like, man, come on. I know police officers all over this goddamn country, man, and outside of this motherfucker. I got friends of the police mm-hmm. out here and out, out there. So my opinion of these, no. though, it's, it's not like that I know too many. Well, you know. And even in my life. Man, I done been fucking I've escaped with some shit that I was wrong with with a lot of white goddamn cops. When I know I was zipped. Took mm-hmm. my goddamn keys, called me a cab, and left my car there, towed it home for me. That's the that's the thing with the police. They have the option. Like you say, when it comes to black people. As opposed to you pulling over somebody white, even if, if 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 for the most part of a white person, they don't goddamn really start anything with this goddamn cop. They can get away with anything.
0: That's very true. Yeah, but you know you can what? You get away
1: with anything, but as far as when it comes to black, you man, you you see where I'm where I'm going with this. I
0: see exactly where <laughs> you're going with it. You know, um, I've been racially profiled before and um, it was for, I bought a brand new vehicle, and you know how the DMV will give you the temporary registration to put in your windshield? And I had a, a vehicle full of children, or should I say young people, and I was still pulled over and questioned whether the vehicle was stolen or not. Yeah. How could that be? I'm riding around in a brand new vehicle with children, and it could be a stolen vehicle. No, that was racial profiling. So it not only happens to men, it does happen to women too. Uh-huh. And that's why I say we have to have our ducks in a row, our T's crossed and our eyes dotted when we step out into our vehicles and hit the streets. All of us.
1: Uh-huh. You know? Well, I do know whenever these motherfuckers get behind me, I'm on my best behavior.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That is no time for my best nigga shit to shoot with these motherfuckers. <laughs> It has also been, yes, sir. How are you doing, officer? Uh-huh. I mean, man, just being polite, man. Yeah,
0: how's your day? How, what
1: can uh, I help you with?
0: Exactly.
1: Why was I stopped? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad you stopped. I Nigga, mean, mm-hmm. I got a show this Sunday. Come on by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cool when a lot of them know you. I mean, you know, and that's a lot of things. We're trying to get the cops where they watch out for everybody the same as if you if you watch out for people. Cause a lot of these athletes that are lending their voice, they're saying, We know that the only reason you ain't doing that to us is because of who we are. Mm-hmm. But there's some people who don't have the luxury of having the fame of being an entertainer or an athlete That's and that very type true. of shit. And they should just be gotten down in the street like dogs.
0: And then there's just a lot of people that have not been taught how to speak to an officer. You know, there's that kid that has been taught that the officer is the worst person in the world. So when they do see an officer behind them, they go into panic mode and they do all the wrong things.
1: But it it shouldn't be that way.
0: It shouldn't. They shouldn't have to feel that way. I mean,
1: come on. I mean, if you... I mean, they, it shouldn't be that way at all, because chances are, uh, even when that happened, how many times you got to look at a kid in that goddamn environment, how many times have you already been pulled over by the police? Mm-hmm. You pretty much know what to do not to goddamn fucking be pulled over by them or, or stopped by them, but if they stop your ass, hey, you'll cuss a motherfucker goddamn fucking with you because you already fucked it up.
0: Well, you know what? I I just say this in my house, so I think I'm a little bit worse than the police. Because you know what? There you go. My mom
1: was like that. When
0: I go out to the driveway, I look at all the vehicles. Everybody's tags better be up to date. Everybody's lights better be working. And you got to give me an explanation and clear it with me because I'm making sure that Mr. Officer has no reason to stop you. Yeah. You know? And a lot of it is just deferred maintenance and procrastination will get you pulled over by an officer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, would you agree? Yeah. Okay.
1: But even when you get pulled over, man, it's how you come across the angry coming off as the angry at them debt, I don't see that working. That's pretty much...
0: And you know what else is it not working, he, too? And a lot of people know, think it's, it's working the for them the pool, when they take that. a phone and they wave it in his face. Yeah. I got you on camera. You know, I'm recording. I'm Facebook-living you. You know, these are individuals that have a job to do. They really don't give a good hoot because they have a camera, too, and it's sitting on their chest. So let's get to the business at hand. Why were you stopped? And let's stop with the buffoonery and get but, down to the business at hand. You I know?
1: totally agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But,
0: yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, you know, what's going to happen, Al, do you think, uh, just switching uh, subjects really quick, what do you think is going to happen with the moratorium um, for foreclosure on homes after the election with uh, people who have been saved from the evictions from their houses? I know in California, people are still protected, but on the East Coast and some places in the South, their moratoriums have expired and they are evicting people and putting them on the street. What's going to happen to these people? after the election? Because it seems like most people are protected now. What do you think?
1: Man, you know some fuckery is going to go along with that. Mm-hmm. There are some people, even when this shit, that they bailing out, man. I, I caution motherfuckers that even with the motherfuckers, they giving money to uh, help them to goddamn survive, as they cannot go to work. I can see these motherfuckers after this shit is over with, man, coming back, goddamn, doing a whole lot of goddamn fuck shit.
0: Because you know it's a domino effect. They they didn't approve the last stimulus. Uh-huh. You know they they went on vacation. They still have they're still debating it. You know um, you got property managers and you got owners that are sitting on the edge of their chairs because they are dipping into their reserves to pay their own mortgages because tenants are not paying their rent because they're under the protection of the moratorium because of the coronavirus. Believe me, I want to tell all of you, beloved, listen, when the election is over with, okay, all those protectionist acts, they're going to go away. And they are going to start foreclosing like crazy. They're going to start evicting you like crazy because they've been dipping into their own reserves, paying these mortgages. And these investors, they're like, pay up. So oh, we you want say our it, is
1: either, this is, it doesn't matter who wins. After the election, it doesn't matter whether Biden or Trump win, this is going to happen. That's going
0: to happen. unless uh, Now, nah, I have to say, Biden may step in and give us a little bit more right after the holidays. That would be, you know, wishful thinking, but I don't see how he could because we've been on furlough or on uh, moratorium for the last four or five months. And unless everybody's in debt again, everybody's in debt. And unless there's an injection of cash to help these property owners, they're going to start foreclosing. The banks are going to want these portfolios. Mm, And the investors are sitting back. This is
1: another way of. Fucking people who have shit. They, they, yes. For the people who, you, okay, you, who's your zip, Somebody gonna buy at a lower price. That's the cutthroat. That's what that's what makes capitalism so fucked up. It is. It's a beautiful air system, but it is a cutthroat system.
0: And that's where the economic divide becomes greater between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. Because those that have right now, and they are protected, and those that were getting unemployment and were barely making it, they're getting ready to take all that away. They will have not. You know? And those that have not, people make desperate moves and dangerous moves you know, when they're under the gun and their backs are against the wall. You know? And it all becomes a domino effect and crime has car keys. And we found that out during the riots, what happened, okay? They broke into stores, they stole all the merchandise, they sold it, they did everything. Crime has car keys, so when they think that the 1 percent, you know, they're, take, they're they're taking their time, they're going on vacation, they don't have to worry about health care. They yeah. don't have to worry about police, police brutality. They don't have to worry about moratoriums, any of those types of things. No. But the common man is going through the business right now.
1: Well... There's still something lurking lurking out there that is way worse that can totally push this this part of the goddamn country further into a jam. It, what do
0: you think? What do you think about when they if, if they I'm just are, saying. if they're successful, and they're able to do away with the Affordable Care Act, which. Covers pre-existing conditions, people with cancer, people on dialysis, those types of things. What do? What are they going to do when they're choosing between their medication and their meals, or their treatment and in, in their rent? What's going to happen? Trump and Mike Pence don't have another plan in place.
1: Well, that's just something I wish people wouldn't bring up.
0: Unless you were going through chemo. Then it's something that's really important.
1: You know what I mean? People that are
0: going through things like that, where any other time they would be denied insurance because of their health condition. This is important. This is why I said the election is the most important thing that should be on people's minds. You know, saving homes, health care, police brutality, the coronavirus. You know, global warming. I
1: understand that. I understand that. But even with this goddamn um, the free Obamacare and oh, all that shit, people that had the free health care. Man, don't you know, that shit. Anybody should know how, how a capitalist society works. Everything has to pay its way.
0: So, I don't think I would be sitting here if there wasn't any Obamacare. This helped save my life. I was able to have the surgeries that I needed if it I'm wasn't saying, for that.
1: I'm not saying that, that it was bad for everybody at mm-hmm. all. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, when you look at what's going on now, how many of us had free health care? And they allegedly, we didn't die more from this goddamn COVID-19 virus than everybody. Yes, that's Black very people.
0: true. Black people. But most black people got underlying conditions. What are our biggest problems? Why do black people die? Because of our health. Diabetes. Everything on the Diabetes. Diabetes. diabetes uh, high, high blood pressure, pressure. High blood pressure. Uh, men, pancreatic cancer. By the white
1: man. Yes, that's number one. All yes. that shit is on there. Yes. Said, I'd rather die from a heart attack or a stroke than a get gunned down by the police.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I
1: don't know. Cause, uh, let's go there. Cause you know Brianna Taylor.
0: Brianna Taylor.
1: Her folk got twelve million.
0: Twelve million dollars. You know, it still doesn't bring her back, though.
1: Well, no.
0: It's, well, it softens the financial blow but for your attorneys. It does attorneys. a whole lot of softening. Yeah, it does a whole lot of softening, but it doesn't bring her back. It doesn't um, justify why and how these guys were able to wake her up out of her bed and just kill her with that no-knock warrant. No. You know, they no. they still haven't been taken to trial. That's what we were supposed to find out today, right? Whether oh. they were going to be charged with anything. Right, right. Yeah, and they were work. putting up uh, dividers in the city uh, in the anticipation well, of violence. Well, right,
1: i you know, I'm going to sound probably all fucked up by saying Come this. Come on, man, say like it. A, Bring it.
0: <laughs> what is it?
1: Well, I'm Breonna's family. I'm good. Good. Like they said, George Floyd, I, I did something up here about a month ago about George Floyd go find me. He had got up to like $13, dollars since he since he, he met his death the way he did go find me for his family, $14 million. Damn, that motherfucker choked that like that he had $13 and 75 cents. So the if,
0: well, let me, I'm going to throw, I'm being devil's advocate, Al. So if it, Brianna was your daughter... And that happened to her, and they paid you $12 million. Would you still be good, just good? Black man, what you gonna say?
1: I'm gonna take this $12
0: million. Uh-huh. I
1: can do a whole lot more with it.
0: Okay. Because
1: he's dead, if I ain't got it, I gotta deal with the pain anyway.
0: Well, so that's an honest I opinion. I'd
1: rather have the $12 million to deal with it.
0: That's an honest opinion. I have a beautiful daughter by the name of Shari Rose. And if it had been my daughter, knock on wood, and it wasn't, you know, yes, the $12 million would help pay the attorneys. The $12 million would help set up a fund so that uh, this would not happen to anybody else again. But the main objective for me, I would be nailing their asses to the wall. They have got to be charged, and they have got to be brought to justice and held accountable for what they did. They cannot go home and kiss their wife and go to Burger King, okay, and get up the next morning and clock in when this young lady was killed innocently. Her whole life is taken away. Her whole life. What about her mama? What about her aunties? What about her family?
1: Okay, what about They became instant millionaires.
0: Yeah, they became instant millionaires without her. How sweet is that money without her? Well I tell you
1: what. Once they get it and start spending it, you go over there and talk to them like maybe two or three, five, six months down the road after they didn't really start enjoying it, and ask them, would they ever have Brianna back ahead of his money and see what they think?
0: That's a sad thought, to think that they would want the money and that's all that mattered. But you know what, everybody has an opinion and people live their lives.
1: We have a goal. We do. <laughs> yeah, and I don't wanna forget that. I don't wanna sound cruel, baby, but I'm just
0: saying. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello? Hey, how you doing? How you doing?
2: Hey, because is man. How you doing? Long time uh, fan, brother. Who is it? Cause, man.
1: Oh, man, what's going with it, D Cause?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I just wanted to uh, just chime in real quick, man, on what the sister said earlier yeah. about what we're going to do after the Obamacare is so important. What she just said, man, was so dope. Right. That was very dope. What she said, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. And I'm like, she's absolutely right. Yeah. Because Trump tried to eliminate all that stuff, and every all, all all kind of bills and all all kind of things that Obama had put in place, unemployment and all, and he wanted to eliminate all that. Right. To put it into a situation where we are now, to where when he gets you know, to this situation where they're gonna say, well, you know, he brought he brought the country back. Right. Why the hell the the country was already <laughs> great when Obama was in.
1: Yeah, it was, man. And that's another thing about that make America great shit again. It took on right. a whole new meaning. Everybody looked at Trump saying But he was I don't give a fuck what he thought about. He could have been thinking about the good old days, but I'm talking about Bruce for him. Me <laughs> Make America great again. If you could just go back six months, motherfucker, go back to March, March 12th.
2: <laughs> but w- when was it good for us? That's the big question. When was it good for us? As a
1: team, It ain't really never been with a fuck. But as you individual stats, nigga, you might be able to score 40, 50 points a night and you know, do some individual things. But as a team, no, we ain't never raised no hell around him. <laughs> he got some
2: good old boys, man, them that's wow. when it was good for oh, all them. Man. It was good for all them. But what the sister was saying, I really appreciate that, man. Because a lot of people are not focusing on that. Right. They really not focusing on what she said. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I gotta call in and find. And this, this, that's incredible, man. But I love that. Okay. And exactly. Remind
1: in. everyone, D exactly what she said. You keep saying that will remind the uh, the audience of what exactly was. What did she say? Right? Oh, what she said? Yeah, that you called in about about the uh, school district. Whatever it was, no, state it. No,
2: no, he wasn't a school district. You just as drunk as I am, nigga.
1: <laughs> anyway, just state what the hell she said, you motherfucker. You, detail. Okay. Yeah, but exactly, what did she say?
0: She was talking about shit. I don't Healthcare. Hell. Healthcare, what health happens care. when they remove Obamacare? What do they have in replacement?
2: Exactly. Right. There it is. See Al see? See I'm I'm gonna tell you, you son of a bitch. You don't fucking call me. <laughs> you don't call me into my motherfucking call. You don't call into my show and tell me
1: what I do in, uh, year. It, 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 it was a health care. It was a health care. Yeah, that's
2: I hear that's exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for calling in, babe. I gotta get ready to wrap it up. Anyway, I oh, told hey, you about Yeah, thanks calls. To I told you this shit was gonna run by like this. So Tell everybody where they can find you at on, uh, on Facebook and everything. And
0: well, everybody can find me on Facebook under my name. There are no weird names or acronyms. It's Robin, R-O-B-I-N-D-I-X-O-N. Uh, you will see that Boston girl by way of Connecticut, Tell the Truth and Shame the Devil. And I'm always out there to teach. I'm open to questions. I love my community. And let's keep pushing. Please vote. Please vote, that's my final word with everything in you. Please vote, and take somebody else with you. Make sure they're registered and go vote.
1: Yeah, and there it is. You got another, what, two months? November right around the corner.
0: That's right. Ah,
1: go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Thank y'all for tuning in. Another week, uh, as this time goes goddamn fucking fast, it, it really just moves by. So it has been an hour here, and I must ease up out of here, but we'll be right back at you the next week. Same time, 5.30 to 6.30, Al-Tumor, Tumor Sound, right here at Mars Media. Thank you for tuning in.